The Mind Body Detective aims to empower and educate individuals who are on a health journey that is evolving their mind, body and spirit. By now, most people understand that stress is an integral part of our daily modern life. In fact, stress has been a part of human life since the beginning of time. It is an integral part of living and being a part of the biological, physical world. From the moment of conception throughout all of our lifetime, we are experiencing a push-pull, an expanding opening process and a contracting closing process. This is the yin-yang duality nature of life. Everything is, in effect, a duality. Everything we see and understand and experience in this lifetime is a version of, or we might use in today's language, exists on the spectrum of duality. These experiences of duality are not separate, complete opposites, but different perspectives on a continuum, which is actually a cycle that moves seamlessly from one experience to another. So a way of thinking about this is the way that we experience a 24-hour period. We move through a whole daytime, and during that daytime, we experience a morning, we experience an afternoon, we experience an evening. Inside of that daytime, we are able to comprehend and allow our mind to think of different periods of the day and to be able to place ourselves in a memory or an aspect of our experience that reminds us of what it is to be awake in the morning, of what it is to be experiencing an afternoon, and again, an experience of evening. Every day we awaken in our lifetime to re-experience this truth of life, which is that we do not remain in any way still. Time is the aspect that measures out our individual units of experience. But in the same way that when we blink between each moment that we are looking at a scene before us, our blinking divides up moments of how we see things and yet that experience of looking and of seeing the scene before us 
is a continual experience for us, even though in reality it's divided by many blinks per, mo- uh, per minute. And uh, we may actually be moving our head to survey different aspects, different directions. We are able to move our head and take in different perspectives. We blink our eyelids many times in a minute. And yet our experience of ourself being in time space in the environment that we are in is a continual single flow of experience. We don't have to think about trying to put all of those individual blinks together. We don't have to try to think about how we've moved and placing all of those scenes together in the same way that you might have to if you were making an old movie and cutting and pasting different parts of of an idea or a view that you wanted to portray. Our experience of life is consistent. It flows from one moment to the other, even though in reality we can also look at that and see that it's made up of lots and lots of smaller units that are almost and can almost be looked at and thought of as individual moments or aspects of this continual flowing experience. And therefore, when we move through that 24-hour period, we unconsciously move in this flow that takes us through from each aspect or each part of the day into the next part. And this is a truth for us. It's a continual flow. We don't have to think about each aspect of that day as being opposite or opposing to another part. And if we are in flow in the way that perhaps we sometimes think that our ancestors used to be in that we didn't have artificial um, lighting or heating and that we had to move through in the cycle of the day in terms of moving through in its natural flow, then we were in a way, our bodies have been built to be in a very close cycle with nature, with light, with dark, with warmth and with cold. And so our experiences of life are are affected by and influenced by these external experiences that we move through on a daily cycle. In a way, stress has always been an aspect of life. From the moment that we open our eyes, there is an aspect of stress that is the impetus behind us having to get up and begin moving through our day. Now, that doesn't mean that that stress is an anxiety or a negative stress. Nonetheless, the rise in, um, the rise in cortisol and all of the adrenal hormones, which give and flood the body with these signals, these hormonal signals that actually wake the body up and say, it's time to move, it's time to act. And part of um, that signaling process is part of the circadian rhythm. It's part of our connection to um, dawn and to the change in light the change in the um, ions in the air that 
are all very powerful and unseen signals that our bodies have been interpreting and understanding for many years. And these signals, when we're connected into that um, innate flow and connection with our environment, those signals can begin these cascades of chemicals and they initiate this impetus to move and to live, to expand ourselves from a place of rest, a place of introversion and stillness, to awaken and move out into the world and to experience that world through moving out, through exploration, through doing, through activity, through interaction with our families and with our social life, in our work environment, whatever it is that is motivating us to get up and get on and out and get on with our day. We understand these hormones as stress hormones because, precisely because they do initiate action within the body. But of course, very often now in, in modern language, when we talk about stress, the overriding idea that's being focused on behind these um, words or this word stress is a, a negative stress. So, you know, the story that everyone talks about is the, the approaching tiger um, and the fight, flight and freeze response that is part of this inbuilt survival mechanism that is really integral to keeping us alive. You know, again, you can go back to the cave scenario and those uh, that connection with the circadian rhythm and um, the initiation of those sorts of hormones, those sorts of impulses to to get on, to get up and out and be active, were also um, you know really important in terms of safety, in terms of you know being up, being alert. Uh, being able to defend and protect the home, the family, yourself from any uh, wild or uh, attack of animals or even other tribes, other people that might be invading or trying to in some way um, come into your territory or your space. So um, these same hormones are implicated in our stress responses when we are uh, under attack or when we find ourselves in danger. Um, and in those scenarios, the same hormones will be flooding through the body in far greater amounts than the normal steady release of those hormones, which would occur on a normal activity basis. So those hormones kick in and they flood through the body to enable um, us to access huge resources in order to uh, fight, to flee, to run away, or to if we can do neither of those things, to go into a freeze response, uh, which actually then goes into a whole different set of hormone responses. We will talk a lot about these things because um, they're very important in terms of understanding our disease. Um, but without going on too much about those sorts of stress responses at this point, 
I feel it's really important to also recognise that stress can be a healthful, expanding and normal experience in life. Without the stresses that we have uh, through our everyday life, we do not expand our experience, we do not grow. So stress is essential for growth. If you look at a child, a newborn child that can't walk, that can't talk, that doesn't know or understand the world around it, that child every day is placed in an ever-expanding world of experiences. And some of those can be very stressful. A child, as their body develops, is having to learn to walk, to balance, to move all of the limbs individually, to begin this process of coordination, to begin to understand language and, and what it is to be in the world and to interact with people. And many, many of those daily experiences are part of a, an experience of stress. But that is not a negative stress, it is a stress that pushes us to our limit, that pushes us to what we can currently do. And then beyond that, we are still pushing, either pushing ourselves because we want to go further, become better, move better, understand or communicate better, because of all of these either internal um, stresses, if you like, to make ourselves better, or because of external stresses where there's an expectation or a need from outside of us that we need to improve, become better or stronger, then through one or other of these mechanisms, we are being constantly, constantly pushed to our limit and because that happens on a daily basis and it's not a negative stress it's a healthy exciting exploring stress and expansive stress then we are able to take ourselves to our limit and then we get time for rest and then we go to the limit again and then there's a moment of rest or a period of rest, whether that's minutes or hours or and some t until the next day. But these periods of stress are always then um, inter interwoven if, with these periods of rest and repair and healing. And so because of this constant uh, if you like, exercising of whatever it is that we are trying to be better at, we, over time, begin to get better, to become stronger, to understand better, to communicate better. We learn, we understand, we grow, we expand. And this is the natural part of life. This is a natural part of growth, whether that's physical growth from child to adult, whether it's mental growth through our study phases, through the job that we're learning, through the techniques that we may be learning when we learn an instrument, 
when we learn to drive a car, we are initiating new experiences that at the beginning we have to think about really carefully and we have to keep concentrating and really focusing on how we're moving our muscles, uh, whether that's our brain or our legs and arms or our fingertips. Whatever muscle that is, we, we have to concentrate on that and eventually, um, with practice, those things can uh, often become easier for us and eventually sometimes even become part of what we call our second nature, this sort of innate ability. But we didn't start from that place. We developed and we expanded into that because of our persistence and our growth through these experiences of stress. One of the words that we can use for this growth is resilience. It's really um, a fact that we are expanding our ability to cope. We are able to cope with more difficult concepts if we have spent time exercising our brain and our understanding. If you are a bodybuilder, you will have expended your effort and your energy on increasing your muscle mass and therefore your resilience of your muscles will have um, expanded and your ability to lift heavier and heavier weights. And if you are an athlete, your ability to push yourself to your limits of your endurance, your ability to push yourself against your own inner limits, against time, uh, the distance that you're travelling, expanding your endurance. These are all aspects of increasing our personal resilience and they're all part and parcel of our personal growth. Pathological stress is a very different type of stress. It's a stress that does not allow for a full recovery in terms of our healing or our um, ability to regenerate. It is often implicated when we have continual and persistent levels of stress that either we don't have time to recover from, so the levels of stress are remain constant and we don't receive enough time for regeneration and healing in between the periods of stress. So the periods of stress are longer than our periods of regeneration. Or the stress that we are experiencing is more severe than that which we are able to currently um, resist against. So the stress itself is heavier, the load is heavier than our current resilience or our current level of resilience. Equally, we can have a combination of both of these. We can have a combination of a very intense stress that is beyond our ability to cope with. And we may also have ongoing stress that is unrelenting, that we never have time to heal or regenerate from. Any combination of these experiences of stress, and it may be in one particular area, or we can, in many cases, 
actually be experiencing in our modern life many different layers of stress in different areas of our life, some of which can be more intense, some of which will be consistent so that we are not receiving the healing or the rest that we require. And when we layer these together, then we can very quickly find that our resilience levels lower to such a state that our body's ability to heal and restore balance becomes severely impeded. And this is when we then begin to experience um, what I would call pathological stress. Ultimately, pathological stress will not only um, mean that we experience symptoms of um, immediate or initial stress, but that we would continue to experience those levels of stress and that we wouldn't be able to recover from that. This sort of consistent, persistent stress without any respite or ability to heal will inevitably lead to signs and symptoms uh, that will begin to affect us in one or more levels of our um, life. So we may begin to see levels of mental stress, we may begin to see levels of emotional stress, and ultimately, if those stress levels are not resolved through the mental or the emotional ability of the body to find uh, a solution or a balance, then the body will ultimately begin to show that imbalance through physical dis-ease. One day I'll find relief I'll be arriving And I'll be a friend to my friends who know how to be friends One day I'll be at peace I'll be enlightened And I'll be married with children and maybe adopt One day I will be healed I will gather my wounds, forge the end of tragic Sure this whole
I'll be trusting 